the V8 is out. The V8 is back, baby! I looked down at my phone for like a second. I just see you just shaking something, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Give me one second here. Let's get a good, good clean take of this. Ah, uh, that's how you know we're starting it. Good that's sound. how we know we're starting to record. <laughs> We've been doing <laughs> this for so long. That's like a tr- like the Pavlov spell. Like, oh, we're recording now. Time to put down whatever I'm doing. Hello everyone and welcome back for Bites of Vampire Diaries Fancast only 10 years too late. This week, we're talking about season 5, episode 9 of the Vampire Diaries, The Cell. <gasps> not the mitochondria. Not a good title. No. Not, not the powerhouse of the cell. No, not the unfortunately powerhouse not. Of the cell, just a cell. Not a good app either. I'm gonna say that right now. I want everybody's expectations to be on the floor from this point on, baby. <laughs> this episode had 2.36 million viewers. Wow, that's a good amount for mid-vampire yeah, diaries. Damn, good for them. Damn. Um, holy hey, sh- Bri. Yes. Before we get into this episode, though, we do uh-huh. have to catch you up on your TVD rankings. Oh, shit, that's true. Because you missed episode 508, Dead Man on Campus. Oh, For reference, one. before you even go look it up, Jordan and I both gave it a three. <laughs> so. That was the one where Jesse was, like, evil for, like, a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Catherine, and Catherine tries to kill herself. Uh-huh. Bonnie I will comes say, back though, from the dead, though. Bonnie's back. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's true. Good. I forgot Bonnie's back. <laughs> so they have a party because she's back alive again, I guess. And then Bonnie didn't even go to the party. She was with Jeremy, right? She, yeah, she did. Um, yeah, her and Jeremy have sex. Yeah, they stopped mid-sex to uh, let Jesse pass through to the other side, and she was in immense pain, and then they went back to having sex, which I just think is very funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. No! Honestly, the goodness thing that happened. One hundred percent real honest thing that happened in TVD season five, episode eight. <laughs> Stopped I- pause midcoitus to have a mental pain and die and then come back and have some sex. You know. Every time something happened in the episode we're about to talk about, even I was like, huh, I didn't remember that. <laughs> These last few episodes have been very forgettable because they're really weird, like, transition episodes. I will say, though, the the last one, episode seven, with the death in a maiden, beautiful, iconic, amazing, never the same. Great episode. Is the same. Great episode. After this, you're right. Nah. It's never been the same. After that episode, never, never it's been the same. It's always the same. It's the same episode every single time. It, but it's, it's just, just weird. Here's my... Oh, I'm rereading like some of the plot right now because I do love like the Jesse being like a vampire vampire eater. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and Catherine being and I fun. did love Catherine's um trigger warning. Oh, I already said it, but suicide attempts. Like I, I know that sounds weird. I know that sounds weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> I loved how it was shot cinematically beautiful like that clock tower like set they built yeah it was very good like it's a very beautiful thing and then Stefan catching her like come on like you can't deny like that's 
like that's and that's on doppelgangers <laughs> and that's on soulmateism right there <laughs> um but other than that this episode's pretty forgettable for me yeah the episode was kind of shit so what do you rank it one to ten i'm gonna go five Oh, a five. You ranked it much higher than Jordan and I did. Okay. Because here's my thing. For those like specific reasons alone of like small things that I liked, mm-hmm. it bumps it up a couple more. But like, is that it- really a middle of the road episode for Vampire Diaries? Like, is yes. that a middle of the road episode or is it a bad episode with the Vampire it's Diaries? It's very, it's not a good one. Like, I will say. Well, yeah, it's until- not a good one. I will I'm say not, I'm not on. campaigning here for you to like no. raise your to raise your score higher. I'm saying <laughs> maybe you should look at that and go down a point or two. Not to like peer pressure you into anything, but like god damn. <laughs> Don't do bro, drugs but lower sucks. it later, bitch. <laughs> I will say the next th- like these three episodes, Dead Man on Campus, The Cell, the Fifty Shades of Grayson. <laughs> Caroline Dreas, what are you doing with that episode title? Those three, I think, are my, like, my least favorite of the Vampire Diaries. Because then we get the 100th episode. Like, in the whole last series? I think so. Because I just didn't really like, like, this. Why are you giving it a five? (laughs) Sorry. You just said these are your least favorite episodes of the whole series. Let me rank it in the middle. I'm thinking I'm probably going to okay. go four. I think I'm going to okay. go four on this one Okay. for dead man on campus. So sorry. I'm, I don't want to like, I don't want to like influence your ratings, but also you <laughs> did just say these are my least favorite episodes of the vampire diaries period. And then I will give them a five, which seems yes. bonkers to me. Because like this small, like ch- chapter. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you! We couldn't get ten minutes into this fucking recording without somebody mentioning a goddamn chapter. Six minutes in. Um, But here's my thing. Fuck you. This this small little, like, plot they got going, like, it's cute, it's fun, it's innovative, but it's over before it even begins. Like, you kind of know where the direction it's going, and you kind of know, like, and you kind of can figure out how it's going to end, like, with everyone being okay and happy. And, like, really? But they actually (laughs) don't end up happy and safe. But then you get to the 100th episode, which is one of my, like, a great episode. Like, genuinely. Which one is is episode 100? 500 Years of Solitude. Right. F100. I should just make a note. That. <laughs> yeah, that's the hundredth episode of Vampire Diaries, and I have been out of all the one hundred episodes of Vampire Diaries that we have reviewed and scathingly torn apart. Mm-hmm. I have only been in five of the TVD episodes, <laughs> <laughs> and out of all of those, I've done a grand total of seven episodes. <laughs> seven episodes, and given every single episode a ten. It's so weird. Wow, wild how that works. <laughs> hey. Can we talk about this episode, though, actually? We should. We should. This one will be a quick one, I think. Yeah, this one will be... This one will be a quick one because I don't have a lot to talk about because I don't like this episode that much. So I'm just kind of going to go through the... We don't even have notes for this. I'm just going to no. read off of the wiki what happens and then we'll talk about it if we if we want to. And if not, we'll we just go just, to like, the next easily thing. just, like, read off, like, what happens, like, in general. Literally. That's Obviously, we got to do the next... But then, like, after that, we have in-depth discussions. Okay. And, so true. And kind of, we could kind of do something new and fun for this episode. Make it somewhat entertaining. 
we are going to try our hardest to make this very boring episode of TVD an entertaining episode of Afterbite. Yes, Let I'm going to try my best. So let's start with uh, the Netflix description for this episode. So the Netflix description for this episode is Stefan continues to offer Catherine his support while trying to mask his own pain until Caroline shows up with an unusual form of therapy. I feel like that Netflix description is genuinely maybe one fifth of this episode. One third. Cause I, I like was thinking about it when I was um, getting my drink earlier. I was like thinking about it, like how much plot has happened in this episode. And I'm like, okay, we got the blah, 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 the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. So about three, three solid plots. Three. Yeah. But also like, I feel like time wise, they devoted a lot less time to this than they did to everything else. You know? Yeah. Like the Whitmore and Augustine stuff. I feel like they devoted a ton of time to that this episode. And I feel like I didn't learn anything. Um, You know, it's weird. They dedicated, well, because they, poor Nina. Nina fucking Dobrev having to do. Nina Dobrev. Having to do like I have so many things to say about Nina Dobrev this episode, but continue. The the 12 like things she had to do in this episode, playing like 40 different characters. Like, literally. (laughs) Get this bitch a raise. Honestly. Get this bitch a motherfucking raise. I wonder why she left at the end of season six. They wouldn't fucking give her any money for what she's doing. No, I think I think, I think we know the real reason, but like, yeah, <laughs> she did just want to do literally anything else. So she she wanted a break. <laughs> she was like, "I want to play just one character at a time on a TV show, please." Let and Julie Blunt was, "No, we're going to introduce another doppelganger." <laughs> <laughs> and then they squeezed all they fucking could out of her until she left. Mm-hmm. So. This episode, we have, okay, so it's kind of confusing. So we have the Salvatore House Gang doing their thing. And then we have present day Whitmore House Gang doing their thing. And then we have flashbacks to the Augustine vampires doing their thing. So I feel like that's a good way to like differentiate this episode is there's the Salvatore House, the Whitmore House, and then whatever the fuck is going on in Augustine land. So... (laughs) A lot of what is going on in Augustine land makes no goddamn fucking sense at all. They they kind of change the reasons of a lot of, like, why Augustine is doing what they're doing, like, a lot. And it's like, if you're a bad guy, stick to a motive. Like, come on. Stick to one motive. Hey, guys, I know that we're, like, an evil organization, but we really need to clarify our mission statement, please. We need... No, their mission statement is... We can't have this, like, whole, like, paragraph or anything. We need a one-sentence strategic plan to do our mission statement. Like, (laughs) come on. Their mission statement... Their their three-step plan is... Step one, get vampire. Step two. Step three, profit. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so, like... Like, what the fuck is going on here? So, okay, let's... All right, how do we want to do this? I don't know. Like, mm. Should we maybe just go through Salvatore's house stuff first? Because I feel like that's... Yeah, that one's fun. Because they don't intersect with that one at all. Yeah, the the other two kind of, like, come together and commingle, but not really, but kind of. So, we... Let's just go to the Salvatore house. Where Yay. it's Catherine and Stefan are just chatting about his shit 
and how he is not handling his shit at all. And who shows up but Caroline with a safe. (gasps) So they are going to try like immersive PTSD therapy to like kicks to like make it make it so Stefan can be in control of his triggers basically yeah which is I think it's actually an actual like thing maybe this is an actual thing um I will say you don't just immediately jump into it it's called step like immersion therapy for a reason you don't just immediately go into the safe you have some time in dark rooms first you have some time like they've been testing this a lot with like virtual reality um, instead of like oh. actually being in a place, you are just like in a virtual reality place, right? Um, so like, obviously that didn't exist in fucking 2014 when they were doing this, but that's no. how like they're doing it now. And obviously like none of them are medical professionals or even fucking close to it. Why could he not have gone to a therapist? It's fine, why, Caroline. Why could he not have gone to an actual therapist for this? It's it's fine. Caroline had a textbook. I feel like we could have gotten so... You know how in the last few years, we've all kind of like, as a society, started like destigmatizing going to therapy and everybody's like, it's kind of a good thing when you go to therapy to talk about your yeah. problems. I feel like we could have had that a lot sooner if... Anybody from the CW was like, hey, why don't they do, why does he just talk to somebody? Why does he just go to a therapist? Because they say they have that all that budget on Klaus right now with Cammy. Right now, Klaus is the <laughs> only one who's not getting actual therapy. He's just talking. He's, he's just talking at a therapist and the therapist is just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> She's having a bad time. <laughs> Also, oh, what the Cammy. fuck was that accent? What the fuck, dude? Like, what, what was that accent? Fuck, Why is Cammy a small, know. like, Italian man? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Okay. Um, but yeah. here's the thing, like, I loved about, like, this, though. Because it kind of, like, unlocked... Oh, wait, no, we're not there yet. I'm so sorry. I first, I want to preface this episode. I've been up since 5 a.m. and worked a full eight-hour shift at, at, at Disney. I'm exhausted. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, well, no, what I, was I, I think what you're about to say is is let me I I can lead you to what you're about. You to say. You can lead me to it. Got it. Got it. Thank I will you lead so you much. to take my hand, baby. I will lead you. <laughs> Virtual. <laughs> I actually did reach out my to Hold my, my screen like I'm... <laughs> Hold my hand. We'll get there together. We'll get through this terrible episode of TVG together. <laughs> I forgot where I was. <laughs> okay, so um. They're like, this is not working because we are not therapists. We just locked him in a safe and now he's having a bad time. Shocker there. Everybody is surprised. And I, love that the person that, that, yeah, and, and I love that the person that came to that conclusion of all rationality was fucking Catherine. Yeah, she's like, hey, this is not going how we want it to go. So she has this like idea. She's like, Stefan is the hero for everybody else. Mm-hmm. How do you help the guy who helps everybody? You know, how do you help the guy? Capital T, capital G guy. You know, like, how do you help him? How do you and help so your like, hair? I'm brilliant. She has a brilliant little dastardly devious idea. 
and I love it for her. I love it too. I love, but also at the same time, Catherine's on suicide watch at this point too. Straight up, like straight up. Like, the worst part about this is Stefan and Catherine were being each other's sober sponsors. <laughs> like this is like putting me and someone with another eating addiction in the same room. Like this is not gonna work. This is not gonna be good. And then Caroline comes in, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, sure, I can maybe like I can get the with one this sober, now. the one only person that can actually have some rationality." She's actually a good. She's actually a pretty good sober sponsor because she is trying her best. Yeah, and I do love how Catherine Miss. I've just remembered this. Like this has clicked my brain. Miss Catherine was like, "So have you and Stefan ever?" Ooh. <laughs> she is and, really like trying to get this gossip before she kicks the bucket she's like she i swear like, to god if this is the like, last thing i fucking do i want to spread some chaos and mayhem and it's like Catherine called it though because then the next she season did. she so did Catherine pierce is a sterile shipper and we have to respect that i mean she's also not a sterile shipper because at the no, end of this not. episode she did fuck stefan Spoiler Which, alert for the end oh. of this episode. She absolutely, they absolutely bang. So. Yes, yes, yes. It's just very funny to me. But Catherine's okay. genius plan was locking herself in the safe with Stefan. Yeah, she's like, like she's like, this is, this is how we help the guy. Because we give him somebody to care about to get over himself. But also, again, not how PTSD therapy works. But okay, sure, fine. Whatever. I get it. You know, mm. her Throw genius the- plan, though, is to lock her rapidly aging human body in a safe with a vampire who has a history of having a bad time in that safe. Like, which okay. smart, but the also best part is, and she's and while she's in the safe, they're talking about how like, um, like how his breakup with Elena is what it's affecting him. Here is Catherine, Elena's doppelganger. Like oh he's, she's basically telling him, like, get over Elena, but also look at me. I look like her. It's so this scene in the safe, you guys, you guys, Paul Wesley, Nina Dobrev. But it was so their, hot, though. Their chemistry is so palpable. It was exactly. so. It's so insane to see the difference in chemistry between, like, it, Ian and Nina, and then Paul and yes. Nina, like. Oh my god, in this one episode, you're like, holy shit. They, like, Paul and Nina are electric. And I don't know what Ian's doing. (laughs) Speaking of, like, how, um, what were we saying? The difference between Nina and Ian and Paul and Nina. Like, Ian and Nina seem like, because they were, exes who brushed all the bad stuff under them and realized we're better off as friends. And And they stayed like that. And they still are like that, which, God bless. Mm-hmm. Um, t- she Nina Dobrev will not be writing a entire re-recording album and ten minute version of a song for Ian Somerhead. We cannot <laughs> reference Jake Gyllenhaal on this podcast. I'm so. I sorry. wasn't talking. Oh, I, I know. Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. You know who was like our person that's like fuck who we who do we say fuck that person? I don't know. I forget. I forgot who. Oh, it was. uh, no, it's fuck uh, Matt Davis. Fuck Matt Davis. Matt Davis, you're good right now. Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> no, Matt Davis, you're still on thin fucking ice, my guy. <laughs> you're you're still on ice, thin but... fucking ice. <laughs> thin ice. The song's coming for you. God. Um, oh, God. Um, but, like, with Nina and Paul, 
it like the moment like even like when they just bumped into each other in the girls room at the at the boys room like how how and then even when Stefan didn't have his memories he had a connection with Elena like reg- and he knew it and it's just like mm, mm. it's just such like they're so electric this whole scene I was like oh my god are they about to kiss right now and that went on for like the entire time that we were at the Salvatore house it was fucking insane it was great and but then I guess I guess the thing worked I guess I guess it worked they were like we'll do this once and you'll be good hey guys that's not how therapy yes, works. You can't work. just please. do it once and be therapy good. Therapy takes a lot of work. Please do you it. You do it Put repeatedly. Yourself it. Like, Put yourselves into it, besties, and power through. I say as I had like a major anxiety attack at work today. <laughs> I actually... Therapy takes, <laughs> therapy takes work. Therapy By the way, don't so listen to work. me. Therapy takes so much work and so much time. I actually just got a job where I get health insurance. So <gasps> I'm sad. like, my therapy era is incoming. I cannot wait I for know, somebody to tell too. me why my brain works the way it does. Thank fuck. The big point of the Salvatore house scene is that Stefan and Catherine bang and Caroline hears them and she's like calling Elena. She's like, oh my God, bestie, call me when you get this. Call Wh- me immediately. Which first time I saw this episode... And I know these aren't like my most favorite episodes, like probably my least favorite of the entire series. Because uh-huh. I forget what happens in season seven. Like that one had a few bumps in the road, a few like potholes in the. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. Like I remember watching that, and then like Stefan and Catherine just like inching closer together, and yeah. even I was like, as a viewer, was like, "What the fuck?" Like, oh my god, they're about to fuck. And I, that too. And uh, it was just kind of one of those like, wait, no, they, she, he hates her. He hate. What are they doing? But, but like, they don't. But here's the thing: I absolutely loved it because we kind of knew like for this, this would be the end of Catherine. To the right, I feel like yeah, for me- she's like she's like on her fucking deathbed right now. She's five hundred years old and showing it now. You know. <laughs> Uh, but it's fun because like at this point we don't we, obviously I don't want to spoil it we if you haven't already seen it but you remember but we don't know what's going to happen in the 100th episode like so we don't they always tease like that'd be like a big Catherine episode so we're like okay so we know that's probably when Catherine's gonna die so like all of this is kind of like wrap up for Catherine and which is nice so it's kind of like we're going back to 1864 and she's getting that last love with Stefan the person she's probably was supposed to end up with all along. But the doppelgangers are finally coming together. Exactly. Well, no, I don't think Stefan technically, if we're going just by timeline age, I don't think she's the or he's the doppelganger for her, technically. It's another Paul Wesley lookalike. Oh, that's true. Oh, I forgot about this part. Yeah. So like who where was her doppelganger? I don't know. He probably was just like a human dude who died, you know? And they just never found each other. Yeah. So Which fate is kind of tragic, actually. And fate intervened slightly later in time. Slightly later. Slightly. 400-ish later. years later. <laughs> okay. because yeah, we know, it, I don't know, the whole doppelganger thing, I don't know anymore. So technically, yeah, no, technically, um, Catherine and Stefan are not, like, 
Like, if you're drawing a straight line between doppelgangers, they are not the ones who, like, the, match the up age-wise. Yeah. Like, they're not the, the bumpy bunks. But, like, I do love that they kept referencing the doppelganger soulmate stuff, which was nice. They really are, like, laying it on kind of thick. Don't you think? It's They're, like, really trying to, like, push that agenda. (laughs) And then there's going to be some other stuff later this season in which they are trying to push this agenda even more. And I love the Stalina agenda. And I am living for it, honestly. Give me more of these star-crossed lover bullshit. I love that. Yes, Give me more I of the star cross so lovers bullshit. But yeah, that's basically what happens at the Salvatore house. Nothing. Yeah, that's Caroline's like pretty great. much it. Yeah, Caroline's so fun. I love her. <laughs> she looks like she was just having a fun time. Um, yeah. That's like pretty much the big thing that happens at the Salvatore house. And like I said, that's like maybe a fourth of this episode. They don't devote a ton of time to it. So yeah, it makes me miss Caroline now. I mean, I want her back. I know. Also, Bonnie wasn't in this episode at all, and I'm just like, why do I care about this episode then? If Bonnie's not here, why do I care? Cat Graham taking her mid-season break as she's supposed to. <laughs> Literally. Because I don't think she's in the next episode either. Oh, darn. She's not in Fifty Shades of Grayson. Man, she's really missing no! out on these high, on these high billing episodes. <laughs> they have her back for the 100th episode, though. Don't worry. Good. If they didn't, I would be very fucking concerned. I feel like that'd be, like, I cannot believe, though, that episode 99, we're taking a moment here, episode Mm -hmm. 99 of The Vampire Diaries, the episode before the epic 100th episode of Milestone in any television show, is named Fifty Shades of Grayson. It feels like a hate crime. (laughs) It's really... Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good episode title. Like, these episode titles are, like, they're either so corny they're good or they're just corny and bad. Like, Death and the Maiden, so corny it's good. Dead Man on Campus, so corny it's bad. Fifty Shades of Grayson, awful, atrocious. What the fuck? What were you doing here? And then The Cell. And then The Cell is just kind of like a weird little one that's just kind of hanging out there. (laughs) It wants to be a part of the team, but it's not. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, now I guess we got to get to Whitmore House stuff. No, that's it for this episode. Brian, what are you, <laughs> what are you ranking at this episode? Real short episode of Afterbite. <laughs> uh, just two. It was weird. It was a very short episode. <laughs> so weird. We recorded that in under half an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you want to just sort of like walk me through what happens? Do you remember what happens? Or I, I kind of to... think I remember. So Elena goes and visits Aaron. Cutie Aaron, who oh yeah, male like Elena, basically male Elena. Also, yeah, he super. Like, he looks pale. like he's on drugs. He's so he looks pale. Like he's high. He oh is. God. I'm like, are you eating? <laughs> like, are you? And then we come to find out in this episode, he's actually Aaron Whitmore. Like, he owns the school, basically. So, like, he's also also there was a flashback surprise. We'll okay, no, let's handle later. all yeah, all the flashbacks we will do elsewhere. Yeah. But like so Elena goes to visit Aaron. Aaron's like, Oh, you heard about Jesse? Jesse's dead. And Elena's like, I had no idea. Oh my god. Not like she didn't just kill him in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Elena's like, I had no idea. I how could this have happened? He was He's a terrible a- actress. 
Or Elena is a terrible actress. Nina Dobrev <laughs> is great to make me think that Elena is a terrible actress is what I'm trying to say. She's just like, oh, no. But like, I was, but she needs to find Wes because Damon went to go see Wes. And, you know, Elena's codependent on Damon right now. She really she's is. In the, she in the honeymoon phase right now. She's in the honeymoon phase. Ugh. Um, But... And so they're talking, and she's like, Wes is your uncle, blah, blah, blah. He forged Megan's death certificate. Your other friend who committed suicide, air quote, air quote, air quote. (laughs) Yeah. And she's, like, gaslighting him into figuring out, like, what happened. And, like, to put the pieces together, and Aaron's like, no, Wes wouldn't do that. And Elena's like, you fucking don't. But... They get to Whitmore House, and then Aaron invites her into the legendary Whitmore House. So, yay, she can get in. Good for her. Love that for her. I know. I love that for her. It's another place she can go and go and cry in and burn down later. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm in a mean mood today. I'm so sorry, Elena. I love you. <laughs> well, this is this is where I think I talked about at the beginning of season five. This is where I stop liking Elena pretty much, actually. Yeah, I don't, this is about I don't really... the spot where it happens. So I don't mind if we're mean to Elena now. I know earlier I was an Elena defender. About season five is where it flips to the other side. <laughs> Elena, maybe you're right. <laughs> um, oh my god, I think some Coca Cola. This episode is not sponsored by Coca Cola. But it is sponsored by V8 Energy Drinks. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's, it's not. I wish. Energy One day. One Again, day. please, somebody, I sw- somebody, if you know a guy who knows a guy at Campbell's, get me the hookup, please. I will gladly do the ad read. I'd be like, oh. I cannot wait until I have to do an ad read for this stupid podcast, and it's just for <laughs> fucking energy drinks. V8. Anyway, so I'm drinking... I'm drinking the pomegranate blueberry V8 Energy. Um, oh, pomegranate blueberry does sound good. It is really, really good. That's I'm my favorite. Um, we're taking a we're taking a a drink a favorite <laughs> drink break for a moment, guys. Because yeah. ironically, the drink that I, my favorite vitamin water looks like blood. <laughs> so we're tying it Oh, is it, it also in. like a pomegranate kind of? It's pomegranate blueberry acai, and it's ooh, ooh okay. It's called Triple X. But it's XXX. So I I remember like being like in high school and like they had in our vending machine and me being like the teenager, like (laughs) that that, that means porn. Like, yeah. Now that's an adult, I'm like, yeah, it's great. It's pomegranate blueberry. (laughs) It's great. Um, Anyway, so I am just saying highly recommend V8 energy drinks. If anybody at Campbell is listening right now, I we will do a serious ad read. I swear to God, I will provide you with our listen statistics. Please. We hit over 10 K plays. Please talk to us. Talk to us besties. So true. Um, They went and found, they went to go find Wes and talk with him. And then Wes ambushes Elena and knocks her out. And Aaron, (laughs) fucking Aaron. Aaron is surprisingly chill with the whole thing. He's like, this is kidnapping. You know that, right? While he's not doing anything. Oh, God. He's like, this is kidnapping. Anyway, you just knocked out my friend, which weird. But now Aaron learns the truth about everything and basically that vampires are real. Blah, blah, blah. And also, all while this is taking place, Damon's in the basement just knocked out. (laughs) Damon is just knocked the fuck out in a cage this whole time, which I think is really funny. He's on drugs. He's fine. And then they also throw Elena down there with him. So at that point, we get to have what I like to call the worst flashback episode of Vampire Diaries. Yeah. This one's not my favorite. 
flashback this episode. Is not a, it's, but it's also like I enjoy the flashback parts of it. The flashback yes. specific parts of it I really like. But everything else around it, I'm like, why? Why? Because typically, like the episode, like this kind of felt like exposition. The flashback episode, like so yeah. we can kind of like get the idea of what Whitmore is. But I wanted Whitmore. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Boo! So you guys sorry. can't see it, but Brian is getting double thumbs downs from me. I am. Can't Boo. confirm. Thumbs are down. Hold on. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put you in a corner of, on my computer Fuck screen. You. Not an actual <laughs> corner. Not an actual corner. And then have the wiki open on the other side. That's so I can so still funny. see what B looks like because I sometimes forget. Um, <laughs> How can you forget my go. face when I'm so cute? So cute. Um. So. Oh, and then she also sees a picture of her dad there too. Yeah. So Elena sees a picture of her dad in the Whitmore house. Um. Very she's like, little, but a little shady. Oh no. Oh no. My dad's evil. Your dad, and, her, and I love, it. she even references this early, later in the episode. It's like, I know my dad was a vampire hunter, but I never knew he was torturing vampires. It's like. What do you think hun- he of- hunts them for? Tickle parties? Like, like it's, do you think I, he tickles I mean, them once this, he hunts them? For parties? I mean, after this episode. <laughs> who knows so, what those humans be doing? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. So. Flashback time. Flashback time to, what, 1953, where somebody from Damon's family sells him out to the Whitmore Society. Sorry. (laughs) I'm getting choked up just thinking about this episode. I'm not, actually. I don't give a shit. And also another thing that I thought about when I was watching this episode, I just remembered it. How many fucking Salvatores have there been killed? And how can this line still continue all the way to Zack? Literally. No, but actually, though. How many kids do these motherfuckers be having? Honestly. <laughs> they just pop them out. Why are they? They're not even. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand that there that a lot of people for a long line of history have had like a lot of kids. Yes. Um, because for a long time, it was really hard to keep kids alive because we weren't very good at literally anything. Yeah, we didn't have vaccines yet. <laughs> we weren't good at anything. If you are like, if you're not living on like a farm, why why are you as a person having like nine kids? <laughs> if rich. you are not doing it for the free labor of it all, why are you having like thirteen children? That not? seems like insane to me. And so, like the Salvatore family, we have only ever seen Stefan and Damon as the brothers. None of these other motherfuckers have ever mentioned a brother. Who is who is continuing to pop out Salvatore children? What's going on? Like, I feel like none of them mention the fact that they have, like, 17 brothers, which is obviously what is probably, what is occurring if they fucking, if there are still Salvatores, you know? Yeah, and it also makes me kind of wonder, like, does everyone know about the family secret of Stefan and Damon? I guess they kind of have to. Because, like, we know, like, after Stefan and Damon died, Giuseppe had another kid. Basically, what we're saying is that they never mentioned that there's, like, 17 Salvatore brothers, but there have to have been. Otherwise, this family line would not have survived. Let's just maybe... Okay, hold up. Let's talk about the 
flashback sequence in full here because I think that's probably the best way to do this. Damon got verveined and sold out by Joseph Salvatore in 1953 to the Augustine Society. His final act as like yes. before he got imprisoned was ripping out Joseph Salvatore's heart. Good on you, baby. Kick his ass. That's the only time I'm going to praise an action that Damon does. Because I think if you sell out your own family members, you're extremely shitty and you deserve to get your fucking heart torn out. Anyway. Yeah. That's the only time I'm going to... That's the only time I'm going to be like, you know what? Maybe you were a bad guy because you were planning on selling out both Damon and Stefan. So... (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Damon wakes up in this weird underground cell uh, next to another vampire named Enzo. And Enzo is one of my favorite names of a Vampire Diaries actor of all time. He's played by Michael Malarkey. Honestly, though. Michael Malarkey is such a fun name to say. Also, he does a very good job as Enzo. He does. I love Enzo? I love Enzo, actually. I know you guys, if you haven't watched The Vampire Diaries before and you're like, this is probably a weird, like, one-off character. Yeah, sure. I still love him so dearly. He's still my baby, baby boy. (laughs) With his curly (laughs) hair and his, like, fun little accent and his good attitude. I just think he's so fun. I love him. it's, It's shocking to, even to me, like, after season five, like, we'll get there. Like, Enzo um, turned out to be a major player for the rest of the series. Yeah, he's so fun like, this season, but he also has so much good stuff later on. Ugh. I will say this season Ugh. and the beginning of, like, season six was kind of where I started to, like, not like him. But then he makes up for it. <laughs> but then like, he, oh. He then he makes up makes for it. Up for it. He He's makes kind of me, a he male makes wife, actually, when you think about it. He, oh, 100%. He simps. <laughs> and we, I don't want to reveal who he simps for. I probably already talked about it. But when we get there. I don't we talked there, about it yet, but I do want to, like, make sure we don't. Say, because there are some yes. people who haven't watched TVD before and are watching along with us, which I think is a crazy, insane thing to do. But I love it and appreciate it. I love it. I love it, too. You guys are just the best. Know, You're the real OGs. Just know. Enzo is, like. It pays off. He is, like mansplain manipulate male wife to the extreme he is and honestly like after like watching this episode again and seeing enzo for the first time like this is the first time we ever see enzo and i'm thinking like go back to like how i first thought of it I was like uh he's this british damon like eh. but, but like, he's now, not they sneak you not. out into thinking he's just british damon for so long and then he actually has character growth and you're like why can't i get this with regular damon anyway he has more character growth than damon in four seasons <laughs> literally five four six seven yeah four seasons i just uh enzo my boy Uh, enzo so he basically helps um keep damon afloat like with his humanity and everything and so is damon's sober sponsor yes and so is also, also locked in a cell with. He is also locked in a cell with, like, right next to Damon. So, basically, they are both abducted for experiments by doctor by a Dr. Whitmore, who 
um, is trying to, I think what he's trying to do, and it's really, really hard to figure out from this episode because they don't ever fucking say it. He's trying to harness the molecular property in vampires that makes them able to heal. And that's what he's trying to do. And then from there, who the fuck knows? But they never actually say he's trying to replicate the vampire self-healing abilities, which is confusing and stupid. They always just like, they try and be coy, but they're too coy with it, you know? Like, if you're going to have an evil doctor, make sure your evil doctor has a, like, mission statement, you know? <laughs> we already, I think we already made this joke earlier. I know I already made this joke, but oh, like... We did? Okay, I wasn't sure if we just forgot, because even I was no, about to make I the did. same I'm joke. No, I did. I'm just saying that, like, if you're having an evil scientist, why don't you make him say yeah. evil scientist things? True. I almost said something that... I almost said the same joke I made earlier, too. Step one, vampire. Step two, then step three, profit. Like... Okay, even, like, James Bond villains tell you their fucking plan before they do it, right? Like... Yes. Why are you, as a scientist, not explaining your... Your theories to your test subjects, you know? Like, why are you, as a scientist, robbing us all of that experience? You know? What the fuck? It sucks. I want anyway, more. Yeah, they just, like... I don't know. I feel like it would have been a little bit better if we had gotten into the medical side of it a little bit. Because... That's the connection to Elena's dad. Yeah. Right. So, like, why didn't they... They were just like, oh, he did experiments on vampires or whatever. What the fuck is he trying to do? What's what's the purpose of the experiments we, on the vampires? I think and then, we do find out why in the next episode. I mean, like, I think, I think. The, reason, the reason for original fucking Doctor whatever his face is for doing these experiments is because he's trying to replicate the self-healing abilities of vampires. They don't yeah. say that, which is so fucking stupid. I just think it's fucking stupid that you're having, you're setting up an evil scientist plot and you're not telling me every step of the way what the fuck this evil scientist is trying to do. <laughs> like, why? Did you need to make time for all the, like, eye horror stuff that's in this episode? Was that necessary? There was a lot. There was too much! I'm sorry. I just, personally, I just hate eye horror and that, like, gets me. So we're going to skip over all those parts, but. Um, like, what what else in this episode was so important that you couldn't take thirty seconds for Damon to be like, he was trying to figure out how to replicate the vampire self healing abilities. What 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 else was taking all this time? <laughs> I just so we I'm can sorry. learn that Damon was a bad man. Damon was evil. I will say though, I will say though, and I can't believe I'm about to say this. In the defense of Damon. Yeah, I don't think he did the bad thing this episode. I think he was fine this he episode. He didn't actually. do the bad thing this episode. He wasn't the most evil. He he does something horrible, but like that later story. Understandable, but like, I guess. But like in the concept of this like flashback, like everything he did, it made me kind of wonder like did this forge Damon later, like, as a make him more of an asshole, make him more less human? I mean, it did because he turned off his humanity. But, like, it kind of makes you wonder, like, what if this never happened to Damon? What if this had happened to Stefan? Like, what kind of, like, position would either of them be in at that point? So, like, if this happened to Stefan, though, I don't think it would have been good. I also would have been dead. I also am always, like... Does it ever feel to you that they're sort of building the boat as they're floating down the river? 
100% because this entire plot came from left field. Yeah. Like it literally was like, like we just hit a home run. And then all of a sudden here comes Julie Plack with the belt going like labeled 1953. And she goes, ah! but like, I don't know. Like, yes, it's very cool that like in season one, they had sort of like specified 1953 as a year yeah. that is important that somebody died. But also, does it feel to you like this? This plot just felt so out of left field. Like Damon never referenced this shit before last episode. Yeah, like, it would have been kind of nice if they kind of had done like a maybe Damon didn't remember kind of thing. Or, like, why did he not fucking mention it every single time? Or why did he not look scared and confused every time they mentioned the name Whitmore College? Like, that's wait, the college wait. your girl goes to. Hold on. Hold the horses. The horses must be held. Uh, <laughs> um, remember in season four when they actually went to Whitmore College and toured it? Mm-hmm. For, like, whatever? And how we mentioned, like, oh, Whitmore College. I've been here a few times, I think, or whatever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, he but mostly we, played that off as like a I've eaten a few coeds here thing. I think that's what it was, yeah. I'm 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 I am i am i think I'm reaching into the I think reaching you're reaching a little deep. bit too much. Like I'm trying to know. make this I just so I like, don't I, this whole plot feels so out of left field. Especially like I get this feels so out of left field for Damon's character. I can't and like I get Damon's that character. they're trying to like I know. What little of Damon's character there is. I know they're trying to sort of like reverse engineer character growth. Yes. Which like, it, yes, you need to do that at some point. If you're talking about fucking vampires, there's a ton of shit that could have happened in their lifetimes that they just don't think to mention because it's not important, right? But this this in particular, this plot doesn't, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work for me. The Whitmore plot does not, yeah. the Augustine plot doesn't work. For me. For me, it kind of feels like, oh, Stefan's having a PTSD plot. Now let's have Damon have a PTSD plot. Yeah, why? Why both at like, once? Like, it kind of just felt like out of, we- it just felt weird for Damon. Like, it would have been cool if maybe, like, he knew Enzo and he knew about the Whitmore Society, but he was sworn to secrecy and couldn't say anything about it. And oh, which like, cast a spell on him? He couldn't say the word exactly. Augustine. There you go. Wow. Cool. And Augustine's like a sleeper trigger word. Yeah. But no. I mean, but also, I also also think that this was just another way to create tension between Damon and Elena. Yes, because of what we find out later, which we'll just tell you now. Uh, Damon's revenge plan to get back at the Whitmore Society and the Whitmores for what they did to him was to kill every Whitmore person, but leave one, one person alive. Which honestly. If you want a mission statement, that's a mission statement right there. Exactly! Damon has a better bad guy plan here than the bad guys do! That's fucked up! But I honestly, I'm I'm not going to defend Damon in this one. But holy shit, Oh no, I think it's devious as fuck. It's evil and I love it and that's why I love Damon. Damon is a better villain here in this episode where he talks about this thing than he is the entirety of season one when he is the actual villain. Yeah, and then I kind of love how at that moment, Elena puts the pieces together and is like, well, who was the last one you killed? And he says, Sarah, who was Aaron's aunt and last guardian. And so Aaron is this last remaining Whitmore. Aaron is the last Whitmore. And that that he killed Aaron's parents and everything like that. 
But then <laughs> the stake in the heart. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I laughed at myself on that one. Uh, the stake in the heart on this one. That was a few months ago at this time. Like, this wasn't, like, five years ago, two years ago, before he came back to Mystic Falls to get Catherine. This was while he had supposedly turned over a new leaf and having the summer of his life with Elena. He snuck off, killed this woman, and then went back to Elena like nothing had happened. He, he like, joked about it. He's like, I made it a weekend trip. And even uh, you could just see Elena's face. And I'm like... Yes, kill him. Yeah, I just... I don't believe... I do not believe in murder, but I do believe in female empowerment. (laughs) (laughs) I forget what the actual TikTok... I forget what the actual TikTok audio is, but it's beautiful. This is a safe space for evil women. Um, Yes. I just... But it just kind of felt like out of left field for me. This whole Whitmore plot felt so out of left field. I don't like what it did for Damon's character growth. I don't like that after all of this, Elena was still like, that's my man. Like, No, she's not, though. But, like... But later on, she's like, yeah, she's like you know that's my man. You know what I'm saying. You know the whole rocky road that we're about to embark on, right? <laughs> I just... I'm on, I'm in, I'm on the, tr- like, the hit, like, the... The sidecar on the motorcycle with Julie Plunk going, (laughs) (laughs) just going down a hill. I just, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's a whole, I don't, we don't like this Augustine plot, but it is here for the next four episodes or so. And then it just kind of fucking disappears again. And you're just like, okay. It's kind of in the background while the other stuff happens. There's just so much shit going on this episode. It really is, besties. It's oh my god. Hands and help. It's just... <laughs> um, But I also kind of liked how Elena reacted to it, though. She was just like, you fucking idiot. So, basically, here's what happened in the past. Damon the got past. captured by... In 1953, Dame got captured by fucking Whitmore. Whitmore. He and Enzo hit it off and became kind of like fast friends. And Enzo is really like a big proponent of like finding something that you like. Um, And you can see here, he's like trying to be friendly. He's like a cute guy with like his little curly hair. Um, Yeah, and Enzo has his humanity on. And you would think like if you were in that position and if you had what the vampires in this series, in this universe have to turn off your emotions, I'd 100% do it. Oh, I'd do it immediately. I'd be like, beast. <laughs> yeah, I'd be out of here. Like, I'd be gone. I'd, I'd full on burn down a house at that point. Yeah, I think burning down a house is a great reference to this. Like, I don't know. Um, Oh, that is. <laughs> I think Enzo should have been allowed to burn down a house. I think that would have been good for him. Emotionally, I think he should. He, he out of everybody here deserves to burn down a house. And so not he so is like trying to he's trying to like talk to Damon. He's like, "Hey, do you like cars or women or wine or sports?" You like fast women. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about like how he likes like fast cars and women to take on pretty Sunday drives or whatever. And I'm like, "Okay, you're like kind Honestly, of fun." He's kind of like a romantic, a little, and I kind of like him. I know it's a little sexist, like in the 2020 
one days like that's like no female empowerment even i'm like oh that's kind of cute though but also the way he talked about it was just kind of cute period he was just like yeah i like i like jaguars i like those kind of cars like convertibles you know the ones you can take a girl on a loose woman (laughs) he doesn't say anything like that actually i don't know why you're trying to put words in his mouth he's my sweet romantic boy actually fuck you i will not stand for this enzo st john character assassination i have to deal with that enough with tyler this one this one's my sweet boy and i'm defending him every step of the way <laughs> enzo is a himbo that's 100 he's what kind is. of a himbo actually he is later he does definitely become a himbo he is oh, just definitely. dumb and strong and i cannot kind. wait till we get to that currently oh, he's so a little devious currently he's a little devious but later he's i love his little devious though but no he doesn't talk like that he is very respectful like he opens the door for women he pulls out their chairs he He absolutely does he put like there's a puddle on the ground and she's wearing heels and she's like oh and he just throws his coat down on it (laughs) he's still in the coat so he's on the ground too so she just walks (laughs) over him he'd be into that actually yeah no you would be considering what we learn later about enzo in a certain season six I fully believe that. I fully believe he's just a himbo. I fully believe it and I love it. Um. <laughs> I just... Listen, I'm sorry to be like so protective of Enzo right now, but we had to deal <laughs> with like Tyler Lockwood's like absolute character assassination. So yeah. I feel like now I'm very protective of my men, the few men that I do like. <laughs> the few men. <laughs> like, one of the only men on TV that I like. It's Enzo. Yes. I will fully say, like, I will say at this point in the show, I hated Enzo. Oh, Didn't yeah. That's like so him. Fair. But let's when talk announced- about this. We don't have any reason to hate him yet. He's the one who we gets don't. shit on every single, at every turn this episode. I don't have a reason to hate him yet. <laughs> Basically, Enzo's big plan to escape this area is to escape the Whitmore house is to give Damon his ration of blood every day for a year. And then when the two vampires get drawn out, uh, they get taken out as paraded around on new year's day or on new year's Eve. Then so weird. It's such a fucking weird thing. But like, um, I kinda, here's my, before we continue, I kind of like that though. Like how it's showing like how humans, are degrading supernatural humans as like zoo animals yeah i really actually liked it i liked the thing where he was like like, let's bring in the new year with a glass of vampire blood and like yeah the like way that he was like this is like and it's it's almost like it almost reminded me it was very like world fair-esque like yes this is my invention vampire this is my invention i invented two strong vampire men i invented two strong kinds of vampire boys (laughs) One we're not gonna like, the other one we're gonna love later on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like basically uh the um the Whitmore like brings them out every new year and to like show off the healing properties of vampire blood and like show off like his research and whatever. So Enzo's plan is to, like, I will give you my ration every day for a year and you will grow strong enough that when it comes time at uh at New Year's, then you can break out and we can fucking go. Which that's the plan. Great plan. It's a great plan. Great plan, actually. A- incredibly good plan. And I love how they even like threw in like Enzo still had a few drops of blood so it wouldn't desiccate. So it's like, oh great, so we don't have a plot hole. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
I love like it. thank you for thank you for that slight little like introduction of the plot. <laughs> yeah, thank you for like covering your shit. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Yeah, like covering your lore. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for covering your lore. Um <laughs> then, then the party goes wild. Party goes wild. Because Damon gets out, besties. Which Damon you, gets out. Uh, the hand uh, thing he does? The hand uh, thing. Uh, <laughs> but like. Gross. I loved it. It was gross. Good. But like. It's I gross. Understand. But like, I. When like supernatural stuff happens in a show that is supernatural, I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's like, I love the drama. I love all of that. I love the character development. But when you get like cool, like supernatural stuff. Like, like basically what Damon does is he like breaks his hand and then reforms yes. it. Like he like fix he like puts his hand back into place after he escapes the handcuffs, basically, is what he does. So that's Which, what we're talking so about. So cool. So cool. So freaking cool. Um and it's just and then I'll think he goes buck wild. He kills everybody. No, not everybody. He murders everybody. He, pretty he much murders everybody. Every- he pretty much, pretty much everybody's dead. Somebody runs away. See- they hit over a fucking candelabra with like seventeen candles on it, and everything starts on fire. And now it's a blaze, and Susan. people are dying. And he, damn Susan, had too much to drink. God, fucking Susan. Fucking Susan. Fucking Susan. <laughs> um, and basically, the fire spreads quickly, and Damon doesn't. He like is too caught up in the bloodlust to go back over to, um. Get Enzo. Get Enzo, basically. So, so the bars still... of the cage have Ravain, so Enzo's, like, trying to break out, but he's weak and not... I mean, they have Ravain on them, right? Um, and yeah. he's, like, trying to break out everything, and then Damon realizes that if he wants to survive and live, then he has to leave Enzo behind in the fire. Mm-hmm. And or Enzo realizes this... Yes, Enzo realizes that either both of them are dying or Damon will live and that he's not coming out of this either way. So mm-hmm. he, um, they both like notice this at the same time and then Damon starts to turn his humanity off. Um, Which, smart Enzo move, realizes, Enzo realizes what he's doing a split second before he starts to do it and the look on his face is fucking heartbreaking. It is. Even Michael you can just Malarkey. see the switch in I know you can also even see the switch in Damon too. Because yeah. he goes from like that panicked look to that like evil Damon look that we all know and I love. I don't I'm I not gonna say we with. love. I, I you put, put up, up with, with I love and Jordan also puts up with. Yeah. Um <laughs> I love it because I'm a sucker for that shit. Um and he just leaves Enzo to burn, which horrible. Horrible. But, like it makes sense for Damon's character. And it makes sense that, like, when we see him in what the fuck ever at the beginning of the season, why his humanity's off. Yep. He hasn't turned it back on yet. Like, and he's had it off for off. about, like, almost 50 years at that point. Yeah, give or take, yeah. Which, wild, like, go Damon. Like, if I could go 50 years without no hum- with no humanity, I'd be living the dream. I know, literally. I mean, I mean, no one else would be living the dream, but I would be. Um, um, and it's just, uh, poor Enzo. Poor Enzo. He's been fucked over way too much. And then he dies in a Already. fire. 
which you guys Preston, know he, he doesn't because we just talked about him in the future. But like he dies in a fire. No, we're talking. About, we're talking about different Enzo. This we're is talking Enzo about two. different Enzo. Yeah, Enzo two. We're talking about Enzo <laughs> Senior. We're actually Enzo Junior is the senior. one who we really love later on. But Enzo, yes. this one, Enzo Junior or Enzo, Enzo Senior does is... die in a fire. It's a tribute to the Enzo we lost. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you get another like another goldfish and you na- and name Swimmy, and then that Swimmy dies, and you get another goldfish, but you name it Swimmy again because you're just like, mm, you're not quite over it yet. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of yeah. like that. I'm joking. It's not like that. Um, like that all, but, but during all this, my I'm going to raise a theory on this one. Just okay. a fun little theory. Okay. Yeah. Um, Elena's like watching this, and she's like, Damon's not telling her, and she's like, well, why haven't you told me this? Because Elena now realizes if it comes down to her and Damon, Damon's probably going to live. Will save himself. Will save himself. And she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So I like this. I don't this. think that's true. My headcanon says it's true. My that's delusion says it's true. Based off of what we just saw, yeah. He's going to fucking save himself. And we will learn later that Damon... Ugh, does some heroic things um some 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 but um it's good because like it also will harken back later on in the season with damon saving himself or him not saving someone else like it will really like kind of come to a head so like keep this in the back of your head it's a secret mask tool for later I love our secret mouse tools. I love this is a good secret mouse tool. I think it's like a nice little like it's a nice little like sprinkle for me. Like a nice little like it's a good little like this will come back again later. You know, it's it's, yeah, and it's it's not like one that's obvious. It's not obvious to someone who's watching it for the first time. It's obvious to me, because I've watched this shit like 40 million times. So I have many i have many theories like my other theory about how Catherine knows about malivore i'll get into that later <laughs> that's a, not this episode conversation for fucking sure that'd be fun though that'd be fun though Catherine we... just riding a dragon into mystic falls like let's go casually I if only we could get nina back to do it <laughs> nina's not gonna come back to this franchise if you fucking paid her a million dollars dude she you would never not know though back. claire holt came back yeah, but Claire Holt always was like Claire Holt. She said she was done with Rebecca for a while. I mean, yeah, but like she also left the show to like have kids and like do other things. Whereas like True, and she's done all that now. And then she probably saw the bank from quarantine. She's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, she was like, ooh, my royalties are kinda nice Remember, actually. Maybe so, I should go back and get a few more. <laughs> So off topic yet again. Fun story. Like when I remember this, like talking to B about this, like back in like two thousand, like two thousand, two thousand nine. No, talking about B, like B with this, like back when we were re- reviewing like season two and three. I like said like, oh, I can't wait for like like after this pandemic's over and like the legacies comes back and things like that. And like, and you were like, Brian, they're not gonna come back. Like they're done with the show. And I'm like, no, they'll see the ro- the royalties from. <laughs> from the pandemic and all of us rewatching it and they'll come back we got claire holt baby we got riley we got we got freya back candace Akala, you're next in present day let's see aaron is also getting some info from wes about being a being a a vampire doctor a vampire hunter doctor whatever 
Um, he gets like this fancy watch from his that was like his grandfather's that is apparently like there's vervain in it so that you know he's good enzo dies in a fire and damon walks away and then we aaron comes down to the basement and he starts talking to elaine and he's like you know, you fucking killed people. You're a vampire. Like, how do I know it wasn't you who killed my parents? And then Damon's like, actually, no, that was me. So. And I kind of um, loved how Elena was like, Damon, shut up. You're not, you're just making it worse. Yeah, literally. She like gave him like multiple doors out and Damon was like, nope. He was fully like intent on like digging his own grave there. He had his shovel. What? He was ready to go. So Aaron is like, well, what the fuck? And then he shoots Damon in the head with a wooden bullet. Which and so you assume I he love. is dead. Yeah, I love how they like, had like Aaron like struggling with a gun and And then his like, first wow, time ever job, shooting a gun. Cowboy. And then he yeah, he hits him right on. But also I don't think it was very difficult because he was literally like a foot away and yeah. Damon was just standing still. But I do still think it's very funny that like the first time he ever shot a gun, he literally would have murdered a person, you know? Which amazing. Go Fucked Aaron. up. Fucked up, but so true, King. So um, after all this, Damon wakes up. Damon like passes out. We get another part of that flashback. Um, and then Damon wakes up. And he's on the ground in a pool of his own blood. Uh, and he is like, oh, fuck, Elena? And Elena's not there. Uh-oh. And Where's then, Elena? And then we Classic to, TV episode, Where's Elena? Where's Elena? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Do we get to add another one to the Elena kidnap counter? Oh, fuck, we do. Oh, fuck, we do. Hold up. The Elena kidnap counter. Now it's, it's going at- up. 12 <laughs> and we no it's not it absolutely elena is gilbert elena gilbert has not been... jesus christ elena it's absolutely honey, at 12 honey we need to talk about this <laughs> it started we this to season about... to be fair it started this season at 11 so okay this is the first time okay we're it's good first time this season but <laughs> it's not the last time though <laughs> um you know there's that Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's at Jesus 12 now. Christ just in case anybody wanted to keep up, keep up with that, that's why. Um, so there's that. <laughs> Jesus Christ on a crunch. So, Damon wakes up. Uh, he sees that Elena's not there. Then we cut to Elena waking up as she's chained to a table. And... She, like, looks around the room, and she sees that there's somebody next to her, chained on a table. Uh, and that person looks over um, and just says, hello, I'm... And then he gives, like, his identification number. Uh, yep. My name's Enzo. And then he just starts, Which, like, humming a little tune. I love, like, and we knew Enzo... And that's how they fade out. I kind of love that, though. Like, Enzo's, like, kind of reveal that he's... St- like, the reveal that Enzo's still around... And, and the fact that he's around. apparently gone a little bit insane because he's just kind of like calmly yes. humming as he's stuck to a table. Yes. But also, if you think about it, he's been there for like nearly because he was there for 10 years before Damon showed up. Mm-hmm. And then he's there 15 years and then 50 more years. So he's there for nearly 70, 60, 70 years. Si- about 60, because right now Vampire Diaries, 
where Vampire Diaries is taking place, it's about like 2011 right now for the show. Yeah. It's airing in 2000, like it's airing in 2013. Timeline wise, we're about 2011 right now. Yeah. I think. Um, yes, that right? is correct. That is correct. Yes. Um, TVD expert. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's... it. That's it. No more Enzo. Enzo's dead. Nope. He's right here and he is just chilling. He's chilling like a villain. Yeah. Enzo was in captivity with the Augustan Society for a total of 70 years. Oh, um, fuck that. So, yeah. Um, Ugh. Horrifying. Oh, God. How has he not turned it off? I mean, going insane. We I mean, no, I think, ins- I think this is him implying that he has turned it off because he's just kind of like oh, coming okay. calmly. Yeah, I think it is that he's kind of just like gone fucking insane. We haven't had like a clinically insane vampire yet. Which, which is surprising. No, actually, like we have. We have Damon. <laughs> we have Damon, but. We have Damon. Um, I'm kidding. But like, I want one that's like, you need to put them in a straitjacket made of her vein. Yes, he is. We- Ooh, insane. that would be a fun Legacies episode. Okay, J- Julie Pleck, hit me up. I got some ideas. <laughs> Julie Pleck doesn't work there anymore. Brett Matthews, hit me up. I got some <laughs> ideas. I forgot. I keep. I'm, I'm just. I always go back to Julie Pleck because I know she's no, all reliable for this for this series. She's, she's all reliable, reliable for us. But I guess that's it. That's that's the cell. That's it for episode five oh nine. Not a good ep. What are you ranking it? Scale of 1 to 10, what are you ranking it? A 10. I'm Fuck you. Um, I'm going to go, as I did the last episode, a number 4. And possibly my order for dinner tonight, a number, a combo number 4. <laughs> I'm thinking I might go... This was just a boring episode. It was a boring episode, but like good things happened in it. And like, like fun it was one of those happened. ones where it was like necessary, but it wasn't necessarily like fun to watch. It um, was like it was as we call in the industry, because I'm not in the industry, <laughs> a filler. Wow! It took it took a real minute for me to realize you were trying to say filler. I'm sorry, dude. It took me a real moment to be like, "Oh, you're trying like, to say the word real- filler like a <laughs> I, fucking I, idiot." Like, like I'm like, did I cut out? Did B not hear me? <laughs> no, it just wasn't funny, so I didn't laugh. Yeah, shut up, you bitch. <laughs> we love each other here on Afterbite. Like I genuinely was like, like I love how we say like, oh my god, I hate you so much, but like I was genuinely looking forward to this like all day, like to record. <laughs> I was like, yes, I get to record Afterbite tonight. I think I'm gonna give this episode, honestly. My heart of hearts. Uh oh. The only good thing about this episode is that Enzo is there. <gasps> so for that, I think I have to give this a two. Oh, interesting. I don't think it's a one. And I no. think it gains a point because Enzo's there. That's it. Okay. Fair. Valid. That is also, I think. Hold up, let me check real quick. What, Jordan ranked it? No, Jordan hasn't ranked this yet. Oh. I think that's my lowest ranking. 
I think this is the first time ever? we've given a two to an episode. Yeah, ever. <gasps> the I'm cell, what have you done through. to us? It's just boring. The only good thing. Well, also, oh, wait. No, I do kind of actually like Stefan and Catherine getting it on. Yes. Yeah. How could you forget them? Maybe I give it a 2.5. Okay, we're going up. and We're going up. <laughs> going way up. <laughs> Things are moving on up. <laughs> To a 2.5. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving it a 2.5. I think okay, it gains fair, one and a half valid. points. It gains one and a half points for having Enzo there because he's my, my he's my baby boy. And then also yes. for having Catherine and Stefan being an extremely toxic couple, but also extremely good for each other in this moment. It's oh, weird. 100%. It's weird. It is weird, but we love it. It's weird, but we're very into it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. That's it. Hmm. Who's our MVP That's for it? this episode? Hmm. <laughs> I'm actually going to be funny and be like, Enzo. But then I kind of realized, wait, no, we really loved Enzo this episode. I think it, well. And also Catherine, too, because she got Stefan on the. It's Enzo. And also Stefan for facing to his me, demon. It's either Enzo or it's Nina Dobrev, the real person. Hmm. I think we should be, for his first episode, and probably the first time we're ever going to give it to him, we should give it to Enzo, I think. I think he he's scheming this episode on point. His delightful little attitude and quips, on point. His respect women juice, yeah. he's chugged that. So I'm giving on it point. to Enzo. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. i it to Enzo. I love Enzo him. Enzo it is. I just... Oh, you just Enzo, my baby baby Enzo. boy. <laughs> my we actually stomach. have a restaurant near me where I live named Enzo's, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Afterbite. Thank you for joining us. Next week we are going to be back to the originals. We will be talking <gasps> about season one, episode ten, the Casket Girls. A good episode. A real good episode. Wait, wait a hot damn it. Hold on, I gotta ref- I gotta. It is exactly the episode you think it is. It is exactly the episode you think it is. I will tell you that much. I love this episode coming up. I love the Casket Girls. Ooh, yes. And then the next one after that. Oh! I know. Oh. We are getting oh, into I have to give my ratings shit. for a, a bunch of the original episodes I've missed. Yeah, but you can do that um, when you're on. Oh, we'll do it on the originals episode. episode. We always do, we'll that. do that. Yeah, then. we always do that at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of an episode of that show. So See you that's then, it for this week. Thanks for joining us next week. Like I said, the original season one, episode ten, the Casket Girls. Until then, we don't have like an outro anymore. But you can always follow us on Twitter at AfterbytePod or leave us really nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. We do cherish yeah. and love each and every review that we get. Pretty please and thank you. It does help us out a lot. Until uh, then, goodbye. Yeah. Get fucking pricked. Get vaccinated. <laughs> get fucking pricked. Um.